Welcome to the Global Venture in Review podcast. My name is James Mawson, founder and editor-in-chief of our three publications, Global Corporate Venture in, Global University Venture in, and our sort of relaunched Global Government Venture in, which will now be renamed Global Impact Venture in. Delighted to be joined with uh, Thierry Hellis, editor of Global University Venture in. Hello, Thierry. Hello, Jim. It's, uh, it's great to be back. Yeah, nice to be back. Two weeks on the trot together. This is a, it feels like it's a, a blue moon when this could happen. <laughs> Certainly. Well, we uh, we have another um, week of, of, of really big news. So it's good that the two of us have made it because there's a lot to discuss. Cool. What's been happening? What are the big stories? What are the big three? Well, the uh, the biggest one is WeWork. Reports in late 2018 suggested the SoftBank Vision Fund was planning to invest between 15 and $20 billion in order to take a majority stake in the company. But sources have told the FT that after the fund's uh, limited partners balked at the idea, although a separate report said Masayoshi's son decided to pull out um, during the economic turmoil around Christmas, SoftBank itself is set to provide $2 billion of funding for the company. That's in addition to $3 billion of warrant financing it pledged to the workspace provider this year, first half of which will go through this month. WeWork, which has rebranded to The We Company, received the cash at a $47 billion valuation. It runs shared workspaces in cities in 30 countries where users can access office equipment, high-speed internet, meeting rooms, the usual kind of stuff. It made a $1.22 billion loss in the first nine months of 2018 from $1.25 billion in revenue. The Wii company will consist of WeWork itself as well as a residential accommodation-focused division known as WeLive and we grow, which is currently running an elementary school and a coding academy. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? You know, you, you make a billion plus in sort of nine months of revenue, you know, which is fantastic, but your sort of overheads and costs are twice that. It's a, it's a remarkable business model. It's, uh, you know, but uh, obviously the growth is enormous. The valuation is high. SoftBank is still providing more money. So, you know, it's still, um, still all systems go on that. Actually, it's interesting today, Friday, to see that... Uh, we work or the we company as it now is has actually sort of set up a corporate venturing unit and done its one of its first deals actually it's just back to superfoods company so not sure whether that comes under we live or uh, or we live um or we grow but uh you know but certainly certainly they're they're uh they're not just taking money in and, and using it for themselves they're also sort of investing in third parties to help that ecosystem it's a fascinating business more it's a fascinating case study yeah. I, I I completely missed the fact that uh, that they're doing corporate venturing now, but yeah, that is good news. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they provide the money. It's uh, SoftBank has a venture unit invests in the company, which then uses part of the money to invest in other companies. And you never know, this underlying portfolio company might then start investing as well, using part of the money. It's just a endless money going down the down the path. Wow. Well, we've had some money coming back in. Amazon has paid a reported $200 million to acquire Cloud Endure, a cloud migration and disaster recovery software producer that had disclosed a little over $18 million in venture funding. Its investors include Infosys, which provided $4 million in 2015 and reportedly secured $15.3 million when it sold its stake, as well as Mitsui, Dell EMC and its VMware subsidiary. Hmm, interesting. This is... Uh... More like a traditional venture deal, isn't it? You know, sort of 18 million of funding, you know, five plus years ago would have been a, a sort of a good amount for a venture backed company to raise, targeting a specific area, a sort of 10x type of uh, exit, you know, was, you know, was what the sort of venture ecosystem was built on, really. So, uh, 
good to see the sort of cloud and jewel exit. Obviously, Amazon sort of still growing and with the cash to to continue expand. I think it's still the sort of the US's most valuable company. So even with the news about Jeff Bezos that's been sort of doing rounds this past week, yeah, he he doesn't seem uh, too downtrodden by his uh, by his divorce. They seem to be quite in uh, on friendly terms, but. Um... Yeah, yeah, and a uh, nice exit for Infosys. Actually, they had a you know a sort of a, a pretty well regarded corporate venturing team under Ritika, Suri, and uh, you know and Yusuf, and uh, you know obviously they they uh, they kind of left a, a year or more ago now. And uh, but uh, it's nice to see that some of the deals that they've been doing have uh, have already paid off relatively quickly. So uh, be interesting to see where Ritika and Yusuf have got up to. Actually, now, cool. Any other big deals? We have healthcare system Providence St. Joseph Health, which launched Providence Ventures back in 2014 with $150 million and a brief to make strategic investments of up to $5 million in health technology developers. It looks like that approach has been successful as the unit has launched a second fund, also with a $150 million commitment, and is ramping up its investment size to provide between $5 and $15 million to portfolio companies. Yeah, I mean, great to see, isn't it? Really, it's a it's a sort of a good model of um, development to have a set up a fund, you know, see how it goes, and then sort of four or so years later do a second one. That's a, obviously a sole LP, but um, you know, really trying to provide a strategic connection beyond just the capital. So, um, you know, congratulations to the team over at uh, Providence. Um, I think. Uh, it's been a been a good model, and uh, be interesting to see the deals that they start to do now. Whether whether that same sort of deal check size is uh, is relevant in in these current uh, federal days, um, we shall see. And then, well, I, I, one more. I know we said three, but there was quite an interesting one on global university venturing crossover actually with corporate Ribbon Therapeutics, a US based biotech is developing enzyme families activated under cellular stress conditions, has come out of stealth with $65 million in Series B capital, provided by a consortium led by Novartis Venture Fund. Osage University Partners, the spin-out focused investment firm, also contributed, as did JJDC, Johnson Johnson's uh, unit, and Takeda Ventures, as well as biotech firm Selgin. Regulatory filings show Ribbon has pulled in more than $108 million to date, Funded in 2015, the company is working on treatments initially focused on cancer, but with the additional potential to treat inflammatory diseases and neurodegenerative diseases. It's using a fairly complicated approach, and if you want to hear more about that, I recommend heading to Global University Venturing and reading the analysis. But basically, it targets the regulators of cellular stress pathways activated by cancer cells, which use these pathways to counteract accumulation of DNA damage is basically stopping cancer cells from evading the immune system and repairing themselves. The approach is not entirely new, but remains early stage. And if Ribbon's lead asset and pipeline prove successful, it could turn the treatment into a much more viable option for conditions including cancer. And while it may be early days for Ribbon's treatments, the company is building on research from not one, but three universities, MIT, University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center, and Harvard Medical School. So obviously the caliber of investors here, and most importantly, the multiple healthcare corporates, reinforce the fact that Ribbon is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I totally agree. A fascinating deal. And uh, I think the sort of the analysis of, is well worth read on Global University Venture. And actually, I think, yeah, aren't you planning something next month to uh, look at immuno-oncology and sort of cancer more broadly? Yeah, I think you did some great work a year or 18 months ago on 
Gov looking at that space and um, you know it's a it's a fascinating area of treatment at the moment so uh, how's that looking any sort of advice or feedback from the community that you would want yes uh, you're right we uh, we are working on a piece to be published in our February issue I think the first one we did was in 2014 and then I did a minor update 18 months ago but my colleague Callum is uh, is working on a much more in-depth dive so if anyone is listening that has interesting immunology spin-outs works in tech transfer please do feel free to reach out to me thelis at globaluniversityventuring.com that's t-h-e-l-e-s at globaluniversityventuring.com we would love to hear from you it's looking like a very interesting piece and it's coming together very nicely so far yeah great wow well definitely keen to read that actually and so um thanks very much actually great what are the uh, other news what's the sort of news in brief that uh, that's been going on this past week well, starting with Deals, one of several China-based smart electric car developers to raise substantial funding last year, Byton is reportedly now lining up an additional $500 million or so in a round set to value it at $4 billion. Its existing investors include FAW Group, Contemporary Amperex and TUS Holdings, the asset management arm of Tsinghua University, all of which contributed to a $500 million round for Byton last year as well as corporates China Harmony and New Energy Auto Holding and Sunning. Then we have mobile banking service N26, which has secured $300 million at a $2.7 billion valuation in a Series D round led by Insight Venture Partners. The round included Singapore's GIC and unnamed existing investors, which may include Allianz X and Tencent, the corporate backers that co-led N26's March 2018 Series C round. It's now raised a total of $515 million and will use the latest funding to support an expansion into the US. Now, just three weeks ago on uh, Global Corp Venturing's uh, 2018 roundup, it was talking about the rapid growth of e-scooter rental platforms. And now news has emerged that Bird, one of the two key players in the sector, is lining up $300 million at a $2 billion valuation. Fidelity is set to lead the investment, which will be added to a $300 million in Series C funding raised by the Simon Property-backed company last June. Financial leasing service Tokyo Century has been an investor in strategic partner Grab since 2016 and has expanded its overall commitment to the ride-hailing platform to $175 million, consisting of both equity funding and financing for its Grab rentals subsidiary. The investment has also taken Grab Series H round past the $3 billion mark as it looks to close the round at $5 billion. Then we have Clearmotion, a developer of object sensing systems for use in autonomous vehicles that was spun out of MIT, which has emerged from stealth two years ago and has now raised $115 million in a Series D round that included Microsoft and Bridgestone. The company raised the cash after commissioning a pilot production plant for its systems. Boom Supersonic is working on an aircraft that will be able to reach supersonic speeds while producing the same carbon footprint as business class travel today. Its earlier investors include Japan Airlines and Ctrip, and it's raised $100 million in a Series B round led by Emerson Collective, the impact investment firm led by Steve Jobs' wife. That's a pretty big amount for a Series B, but if the progression of the electric car sector is anything to go by, it's going to take a lot more before Boom's Overture Jet makes it to market. Energy utility CLP has co-led a $100 million Series C round for digital health management platform Kaisheng Health Management with China International Capital Corporation. Corporate investors include Samsung Ventures, Tazli Pharmaceuticals, 
Peng An and Health 100 also contributed to the round, which Ka Sheng closed as it looks to expand its network of care provider partners. Installment buying platform and credit provider Akulaku is in advanced talks to raise $100 million in a Series D round set to be led by Ant Financial, e-commerce firm Alibaba's financial services affiliate. The Indonesia-based company, which is already backed by Finup and Legend Capital, will form part of a larger investment drive by Alibaba and Ant Financial in Southeast Asia. And finally, India ride-hailing service Ola has received $74 million in funding from Steadview Capital at a reported valuation of $5.7 billion, adding to an ongoing round it aims to close at a billion dollars. Naspers has also contributed to the round, in which Ola is reportedly favouring new investors. None of its earlier corporate backers, which include SoftBank, Tencent and Didi Huijing, have been revealed as participants. And funds, we have one more, apart from the one that we discussed earlier. Appliance producer Midea has raised $104 million for an investment fund with a targeted close of up to $293 million that will target developers of intelligent home products, smart manufacturing, retail and new energy technology. The corporate itself has made a $44 million anchor investment in the vehicle known as Guangdong Midea Smart Technology Industrial Investment Fund. And exits, here too we have one more. Neurological disordered drug developer Alecta has filed to raise up to $150 million in an initial public offering that will enable investors including corporate venturing units MRL Ventures, which owns a 6% stake, GV, Abvi Ventures, Lily Asia Ventures and Amgen Ventures to exit. All five of them contributed to Alecta's last funding round, a $133 million Series E closed six months ago. And finally, people. BMW iVentures, the corporate venturing subsidiary of Germany-based automotive manufacturer BMW, has promoted senior associate Baris Gazel to principal. He joined BMW iVentures in March 2017 after six months as a venture capital associate at VC firm Presidio Partners. He previously spent a year working as a technology investment banking associate at financial services firm Deutsche Bank. And Jessica Alderman-Ziegsk has left her position as Director of Healthcare Investments at GE Ventures, Power and Industrial Equipment Producer General Electric's Corporate Venturing Fund. Echo Health Ventures, the US-based joint investment venture formed by health services provider Cambia Health and health insurance company Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina's Mosaic Health Solutions Unit, hired Ziegsk as a partner. And that's it. Oh, nice roundup. And like you say, some really exciting news there. And um... Yeah, so thanks very much, Thierry, for the hard work. And um, we shall see. We've got, uh, obviously, a busy week next week. And then I think we're through into the GCVI Summit at uh, the end of January with uh, the Rising Stars Awards at the Monterey Aquarium. And then uh, two days with 700 plus people, about $6 trillion of aggregate annual revenue from the corporations who attend and about $200 billion of venture assets under management. So it's a uh, one to, to get ready for, I'm sort of good in the loins, as we're in terms of, uh, you know, preparing for two days of, or probably three days of full on networking and uh, connecting with, uh, with the great and the good of the industry. So I'm super excited by that, actually. So yeah, should, should be, should be a fantastic week. It's always been so far. And I think we're, we're close to selling out as well. So, uh, if people want tickets, they, uh, get in quick. Yeah. Probably end of next week. I think so. it's the, uh, Judging by the sort of, uh, by the final few that are coming in now, we should, uh, should be able to close off. So yeah, we'll, we're in good place. So, um, yeah, looking forward to catching up with everyone then and you have a good weekend to you. Speak soon. You too. Goodbye, Jim.
Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.